welcome to episode 6 of Judd's Travel Bag. And tonight we're going to uh, have a few different things going on here on the Travel Bag. First of all, I am recording it in the middle of the week uh, for a very interesting reason. Uh, I came home tonight uh, after my mom had taken me out to dinner for my birthday. Thanks, Mama. And my television was dead. And I've gone through the... Troubleshooting manual. I have called the fine people at Sharp, and it seems like my display is dead. And guess what? Just four weeks ago, the warranty expired. So we're going to be without a television for for a, a few days here while we decide what we're going to do next with it. Um. So I thought this would be a good night to get some stuff accomplished. So I've got all my my papers graded for the week. I've got my lesson plans made for next week. So I thought it might be a good good time to uh, get an episode or two of the uh, of the travel bag in the in the can uh, for for down the road. Uh, we do have a guest coming up here, uh, probably in one episode or two, uh, but it's all lined up in our next uh, our next series featuring local artists. I hope you enjoyed that last one with my tattoo artist Emily Strange. I loved it. Uh, but tonight I wanted to talk a little bit about my own personal experience with music. Um. This is kind of a rerun episode because I touched on this in the, uh, in the, uh, in the blog, but I kind of wanted to add some more thoughts to it. So tonight we're going to talk about where the words leave off, the music begins. And that's a famous quote by a guy named Heinrich Hein. And I think what he was saying is there are certain emotions that transcend what we can put into words, but where those words fail us, Music can take over. And, I, and I've been wondering how long it would take before I got to when I wanted to talk about music. And I've always believed in the power of music. And I started thinking about this back when I was getting the music together for, for Kelly's Celebrations of Life. I kind of made a background uh, mixtape or a back, back, background mix of stuff that she loved to play during her celebration. And that got, th- got me thinking and kind of put me into kind of a, a, a reflective tone. And I'm thinking about it. I, I can't think of a time in my life where music hasn't been part of my life. You know, some of my earliest memories are sitting around a campfire with my family uh, singing old folk songs. Like I, if I had a hammer or listen to the beauty of the Indian names in Michigan. I bet you guys can't find that one anywhere. I can't find it on YouTube where I would share it to you. Uh, I remember sitting in, we used to, we used to live in a trailer before mom and dad built a house for my mom, for my sister and I, when she, when she was born. And I remember sitting and listening on the eight track to a, an eight track of those, like uh, those little silly songs, you know, like guitar Zan and please Mr. Custer. And, uh, my favorite one, though, was the Ballad of John Henry. To this day, I still love the story of John Henry, the steel-driving man. Uh, so from the earliest times, I think my life has kind of had a soundtrack to it. And I'm sure that that's true of a lot of people. You can think of times where certain songs were part of your life. And, and in many ways, I have been very, very lucky in my musical journey. I would never be so arrogant to say that I am a talented musician. But I've always had a passion. I've always wanted to learn and do my best. 
and I've always been, I was always blessed through high school, through elementary, to have great musical teacher role models. Without many of these people, I definitely would be a different person today. And that reaches all the way back to like first, second, third grade when I had Lawrence Evans. And anybody who's in my grade who knows me, probably went to East Elementary in beautiful Salina, Ohio, remembers Mr. Evans. And every good bulldog does fight for the, what is that, the lines on the treble clef. I still use that today. And he was really the first person that I ever knew that, that could show a, a, a passion for music. And then later on in elementary school, I had Suzanne Merlin, who was the first person that chose me and said, hey, look, you might have a little bit, bit of talent for this. And she put me in her like fourth grade select choir. And I think that's probably when it, when it kind of started my, that kind of started my love for performing and, and, and for music in general. Now, I could probably go on for like three, a three-hour episode talking about the next three guys, three gentlemen. Uh, the three gentlemen I had through middle school and in high school that that really shaped my development as a musician and a lot of my development as a person. Uh, one of them was Dave Van Tilburg. He was the choir director at, at Salina. And he was the first person that really drove my, my love of performance. Uh, really, if you get down to the to the inner core of what Judd is, what I am as a person, I am kind of a backwards guy. And what Dave did was give me the courage to perform. You know, I, I put up a, a, a dang good facade, but just below the surface, I'm kind of backwards. I'm kind of like, uh, socially awkward. And I have terrible social, terrible uh, social anxiety. And I think when I learned to perform on stage was that was one way to kind of get beyond that. And in many ways, the Judd that you may know is kind of a character that I'm that I'm kind of performing at the time. I don't know that's exactly a good thing to admit, but it's that character armor that I have on sometimes that lets me lets my true self kind of sh kind of show. Now, Bob Lorridge and Board Lorridge, probably with the exception of only the exception of my family, are probably the two people I love and respect the most in the world. Uh, had I not picked up that baritone when I was 11 years old in fifth grade, I can honestly tell you that I would not be in the, in the places I am today. I can guarantee you I would not be in a good place. Uh, Bob Lorridge was the first person to give me the confidence to kind of say, hey, you've got a talent, you can do this. And you can do it right. You know, I, I'm a teacher today. But I can say much of my teaching style comes from the fact that I know what it's like to be a very average student. Now, I always had the intelligence to know to do the, how to do the material but I don't necessarily have the skills to be a great student. I, and I, and I still, and I still kind of am that way. Uh, band was the first place though, where I wasn't that very average student where I actually was kind of something. And I hate to say it this way, but I was kind of something special, not average above. 
Now, now Boyd Lorridge is one that's still still kind of hard to talk about. And I have to kind of pause for a second and, and think about where I want to go here. Uh, Boyd taught me so much. And it wasn't just like, you know, how to play a how to play the electric bass. It wasn't just how to take the circle of fifths and make a beautiful bass line out of it. It wasn't just chord structure. It was a lot about life and how to live it, to kind of quote R.E.M. Uh, he ended up hiring me to, to run band camp with him from like the end of high school through five or six years a- after high school. It was something I, I just loved to do, to go there and, and help teach the next next generation of, of this line of band. And I think that kind of helped me as a teacher uh, learn what it's like to, to be a good teacher and also gave me some really valuable experience about what kids are like. Things that, uh, that the normal you know, English education major does not get to see the kids in the summer outside their normal comfort zone doing things that, that you're really pushing them to do. Now, I'll be honest, and this is, this is a little bit a shame, a little bit ashamed to admit this, but when Boyd Lorridge passed away, and I think it's been eight years since he passed away, I was probably more choked up and and cried more at his his funeral and his viewing than at like my own dad's. And I think maybe that's just because it was a greater than a sum of its parts kind of of a moment, where you know it really was kind of a moment of finality of of things from my childhood, you know, finally are disappearing. You know, it wasn't that I, you know, it wasn't that I didn't love my dad or whatever. I think it was just that, you know, my dad on top of my grandpa on top of blah, blah, blah. And then finally Boyd Lorridge kind of was the period at the end. And to this day, I still can't, I still, if I'm, if I'm listening to the radio and John Fogarty's leader of the band comes up, I cry like a baby. Because that's how much uh, both Bob and Boyd Lorridge meant to me. They're the leaders of the band. And when I hear that song, it just immediately just like, immediately like chokes me up. And you know, today I still have a chance to have a great soundtrack to my life. I am very lucky that, that Dan Ruckman puts up with me and lets me help him put the pride of cold water out there on the field. That those moments, sometimes those practices on the tower get hot, get long. The kids get grumpy. I get grumpy. Those road trips can sometimes suck. But in the end, you don't want it any other way. The relationship I have with, those, with, with Dan and with Katie and Dane and the kids are more valuable than, than a lot of things I have. And that opportunity to be part of that is just to me is important is, is, is big. So when I put together Kelly's playlist, I kind of came to the realization that it would take a library of storage devices to hold all the music that has some kind of special meaning to me. You know, I can go back to the, the songs I learned back in jazz band in high school, things like Harlem Nocturne, Night Train, Catch the uh, take the A train, all those killer Joe. 
I could still play the bass line to every single one of them, put my bass in my hand, put the music in front of me just so I remember a little bit, and I could still play them perfectly. They're just so much hammered into my brain. I can still play this line of fight song, I'm sure, and the alma mater. It's just been so hammered into my brain. Uh, but beyond that, I think anytime we have a song that plays in a moment, it becomes burned into our mind. If I listen to the 90s station on Sirius and a song comes on, I can think of where I was when I first heard that song. You know, what was I studying in college when, when, I first heard, uh, when I first heard Losing My Religion? Or when I first heard uh, Nirvana? You know, anytime we have those moments, we're, we're, we're brought back to, we hear that music, we're brought right back to those moments. And that's really the power of music. It transcends time. It transcends the words that we can put it into and brings out that, that raw emotion. I, and I think that music ends up being a, a healing salve for our soul. You know, as I listen to those, the songs that I that I put on the playlist for Kelly, it brought back memories of, of, of Kelly and I driving in the car singing those songs. Or when she first told me she liked this song. Best example is Lone Star Amazed. Okay, not a huge fan of that song. In fact, I find it extremely cheesy. But it just so happens that I was that we at, at Kelly's sister's wedding, that was the first song we danced to. So that always became kind of an important song to Kelly. Now, I'm still not a huge fan of it, but that's okay. By the way, our song was All I Want Is You by you by you too. So that that's at least a little bit cool. But I don't think we should be surprised that music can grab onto our souls. I, I think music uh, approaches us from such a a deeper level than even like words can. I would love to hear what music moves you. So if you're listening to this and and you that got you thinking, I want you to drop me a comment and tell me what song or what songs moves you. What songs were your songs? I think that's important. You know, let's have a little bit of interaction here. Let's hear what what your songs were. To me, I've got a huge soundtrack. I'm sure we all do. Drop me a message at Facebook. Uh, my name is Judd Lehman, J-U-D-L-E-H-M-A-N. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Judd Lehman. You can hit me up on the comments section on the podcast, or you can hit me up uh, through the email that's available down there at the bottom of the, of the podcast. Make sure you check out episode seven here coming up in a few days where we have our next guest in our art series. <laughs> anyway, thanks for tuning in to Travel Bag. I'm going to miss my television. And what I'm really missing right now is I wish I could be playing some video games because I have a really good Madden season on pause, but that's okay. And uh, thanks for listening and have a great day. Bye.